Hey y'all, this is Bree, and I'm back again with another episode. Today's episode is going to be episode 13, and today we're going to be talking about lust and how to overcome it. Um, I know this is a sensitive topic for a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians struggle with it and prefer not to um, talk about it because they're ashamed um, or whatever the case may be, but I'm a Christian. I've dealt with it. And I want to share with you um, some um, tips and, and on how to overcome this. So, um, yeah, before I got saved, I was out there in the world. I was doing worldly things. Um, I shacked up um, with um, a guy. Um, I fornicated. I did, I did it all, basically. But um, after becoming saved, um, I still struggle with the spirit of lust. And it wasn't in a form of fornication. Um, I was addicted to porn and, and masturbation. And to me, yeah, it was depressed. It was depressing. Um, I was ashamed. Um, I didn't want to refer to myself as being a Christian because this is something that, you know, a lot of people feel like Christians are not supposed to do. And a lot of Christians, like I said, struggle with it. And um, at the end of the day, before you put a title of Christian or prophet or prophetess or, or preacher or pastor, whatever, you know, spiritual leadership name or that you want to refer to yourself as, you're still human at the end of the day. And we all struggle with something. It may not be lust. It may not be fornication, but we all struggle with something. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't make you any less of a Christian. So I'm here to tell you that right now. For those of you who are feeling condemned in any way, yeah, um, I know this is something that you may have been trying to overcome for years, for decades. And I know it's hard. Like I said, it was hard for me, something that I still struggle with. And like I said, so let's go ahead and just get into it because I don't want this episode to be too long. So um, some of the things that that's been helping me, the first thing I can say is, first of all, admitting that you have a problem. I know this is not a counseling session for you. Um but you first have to admit it. You have to be real and honest with yourself. You have to admit to God that you have a problem. You have to admit that you need help with this problem. So that's the first step. You have to admit that you have an addiction. Pornography and masturbation is an addiction. So that's the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Step two, I would say finding the root of this problem of this problem. Like how are you even exposed to porn? So I'm going to, you know, share with you a transparent, you know, story. And as far as me and how I was exposed to porn, um, I was exposed to porn around the age of, I, I would say maybe 10 to 11. And, um, I was, I was exposed because, um, my mom, she had this boyfriend and, this man, he used to carry around this suitcase all the time. Like, it was so freaking annoying to see him, you know, carry this suitcase around. And we never knew what was in it. Like, it could have been a dead body, a dead animal. Like, who knows? But, um, yeah, he used to carry around this um, 
the suitcase everywhere. I don't care if he left the room to go to the to the bathroom. Like he would carry around the suitcase. So me being curious, you know, or whatever as a child, I asked him one day, I said, Hey, I said, what's in this suitcase? And he was and he was like, Oh, it's just some movie. It's some it's just some movies. Just don't touch it. Do not touch my suitcase. So by him acting like that, it made me even more curious as to see what was really in it. Because I didn't think it would be movies by him saying, oh, don't touch it. So um, me and my sisters, um, we waited until him and my mom left the house. They went to the store. They went somewhere. You know, I don't know. But um, I told my sisters about what he said. And my sisters was like, okay, well, they're gone now. Let's just see what's in it. If it's really some movies in there. So that's what we did. Um, my mom left us watching, you know, a movie and, um, we didn't want to watch the movie anymore. I think it was cartoon or something like that, but we didn't want to watch the movie anymore. So we decided to open up the suitcase and find a different movie to watch. And we opened a suitcase and on every, it, it was indeed DVDs in there, but on every single one, all of them was labeled XXX, triple X. Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, why are they all, you know, named, you know, the same thing? Um, so my sister, um, she, she picked out one and she put it in a DVD player and Lord behold, like our mouths dropped. Like we couldn't even like imagine something like that being on our screen because our mom, she never let us watch, you know, certain movies or scenes or anything like that. So for us to just see that, you know, on a screen, seeing what these people were doing. And I know for me, just seeing that on the screen like that, it just made me, my mind wonder even more, like, are these the things that my mom and this guy is doing when the doors are closed and locked at night or, you know, so I was always curious. So, you know, I quickly, I told my sister, I was like, hey, y'all, let's just put this away. We're not supposed to be watching this. And, you know, let's just put it away. It's not for us to watch. It's for adults only. So we put it away and um, we we put in the movies we was watching at first. And I remember, you know, several nights later, you know, my mom was sleeping and, you know, my sister just came up with the bright idea to to sneak into my mom's room to to pick out a movie out of that suitcase and so that's what they did and they used me as the watchdog being that I was the younger sibling you know they used me as the watchdog and as far as watching out making sure my mom didn't come out to room to kind of stall you know to give them enough time to take the movie out put in something else you know all that good stuff so you know, the first night it happened, you know, like I said, you know, they did that. They they put two chairs because we had a we had a TV um, and DVD player in the kitchen. So my sisters, they would put, you know, two chairs and sit right there in front of the TV and just watch the porn, you know, all the way through, you know. Um, and, you know, I would go in there and I would take a glimpse or two. But like I said, you know, my responsibility and my job was to look out and make sure no one was coming in the kitchen, you know. 
So I knew at that moment, I was like, this is just not right. You know, there's, they always wanted to watch this stuff. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to get caught. You know, I kind of had that mindset. So, you know, my mom and that guy, they eventually broke up. So that means the suitcase broke up too with us. Like, you know, so, you know, they broke up. He took the suitcase and everything, you know, with him. And y'all, I was so happy. Like my sister, they was like, oh, y'all should have, you know, taken some of that out there. He wouldn't have known and, you know, this and that. But y'all, I was so happy because I didn't have to play the watchdog anymore. So I was happy that, you know, they broke up and, you know, and that he took those movies away from the house. Like we wasn't supposed to be watching those movies anyway. So then um, moving forward, uh, my mom decided to get, I think, satellite tv in our rooms why did she do that like i was happy because like we can just be in our rooms and we can watch whatever we wanted and we only wanted to watch like disney channel anyways but you know i remember i had a curious sister that was like way more curious than i was and i remember she would be up late night and she would be browsing different stations different channels and you know somehow one late night she um stumbled across i don't know was it hbo cinemax stars i don't know um which one it was but you know there was some porn you know on those stations free porn and you know i remember just laying there in bed and i remember you know i can't sleep you know with tvs and lights on and the tv was bright it wasn't she had the, the volume turned all the way down but you know, the TV, the light on the TV was so bright. And I remember waking up and I saw what she was watching. And I told her, I was like, hey, you know, you're not supposed to be watching it. And, you know, I thought she had ordered it because, you know, in order to see things like that, you have to order it. And she was like, no, it's on TV. It's on this station, this channel, or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you need to turn it off. You know, you're going to get in trouble or you're going to get me in trouble. Like, you need to just turn it off. But, you know, she continued to watch it. So what I would do was I would just put the, you know, the sheets and covers over my head because I just felt as though, as though if my mom would just walk into the room one night and catch her watching it, you know, I wasn't going to get in trouble because I didn't want to get in trouble because I wasn't the one that was watching it. But, um, but yeah, she would, um, watch it, you know, every single night and, you know, it, it, it just became so weird because like I said, you know, I thought we had gotten rid of, you know, the the porn watching when my mom's ex left the house and moved out so now we have it on our own tvs in our own rooms to watch so that was how i was exposed to porn so um moving forward that was when i was like like i said 10 to 11 so moving forward to you know the age of 19 when i um moved in with my ex you know like i said i was sexually involved um uh, with him and you know and we shacked up and we you know we were sexually active in that relationship and um you know later on in that relationship I found out that he too was addicted to porn and so here I am you know having you know even thought about porn I haven't even seen any clips of it since you know moving out of my mom's house as a kid to now being exposed to it yet again 
And, you know, it was so weird that, you know, I'm sexually involved with somebody who's a, who's addicted to porn. You know, it, it made me feel some kind of way, you know. And I asked him about it. I was like, you know, why do you watch this stuff? Like, you know, and he was like, oh, I just watch it just to um to find some new ideas on how to please my woman and, you know, this and that. You know, and I just felt like those were excuses. But, um, but yeah, and he even offered, you know, was suggested that I watch it with him. And that just felt so weird, you know, watching porn with your significant other. So I was like, no, of course not. That's dumb. That's stupid. I'm not about to do that. And so, yeah, that was the, um, what, third time I was exposed to it. Um, but yeah. And so, like I said, I ended that relationship with him in 2012, 2013. I got saved. You know, I was set free from, um, you know, fornication and all of that. But I still had this addiction. So, you know, sustaining from sex, you know, um, or whatever, I felt like, you know, everything was good, um, you know, in that area of lust. But, you know, it became hard, you know. I didn't want to go out and just, you know, fornicate. I knew that was wrong. I wanted to be completely done with that. And I was, but like I said, here comes another addiction and it was lust and it was in the form of porn and masturbation. So, you know, um, you know, being at home and, you know, not being sexually involved with someone calling myself a Christian and, you know, like I said, having reverting back to porn, you know, it, it really, put me into this phase of depression and knowing that it was a struggle, um, for a long time and, you know, being saved and, you know, um, recording podcast episodes or, you know, um, um, sharing testimonials and, you know, biblical truths or whatever the case may be, you know, I just felt so ashamed. I felt unworthy. I felt, you know, less than I felt embarrassed. I, I felt, I just felt really bad. And, you know, like I said, I had been trying to, you know, overcome this addiction for so long. And, you know, I go months and months and, you know, do good. But sometimes, you know, I'm just tempted to go back. And, you know, I just got so overwhelmed and so depressed, not so depressed and got to the point, you know, I kind of asked myself like, dang, will I ever overcome this addiction? You know, and, you know, truth be told, you know, well, God, you can. It may seem hard. It may take some time, but you can overcome it. And, you know, one thing I have to remind myself that I have to be careful about who I hung around, what I watched on TV, the type of music that I listened to. Um, it just, I, even people that I, I followed on social media, like I had to do everything in my power to figure out what triggered me in those urges and try my best to, like I said, remove myself from, from, you know, certain sites and certain people or certain things, you know, I had to do whatever it took. And, um, I remember, you know, um, you know, being months and months, I think, if not years until, you know, not engaging in that type of activity and, you know, having to deal with it yet again. And I remember when it came back up, I think it was, I think it was 2016, 
2015 or 16, one of them. And, um, and I remember it came back up. I was working at this donut shop and, you know, um, I was very open and vocal about, you know, my, um, spirituality and, you know, um, being saved and, um, celibate and, you know, I was very open about it. I wasn't ashamed. And then working around a lot of unbelievers, like, you know, I really had a standard to uphold. So I could, I couldn't, you know, dim my light. I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to fall into that trap. So I had to constantly remind them and myself that, you know, I'm not like y'all. You know, I'm not saying that I'm better than y'all, but I have been set free. I've been chosen, you know, I've, I'm set apart, you know. And I remember, you know, just being that open and vocal, you know, it just made temptation even more harder for me because, you know, me being vocal about it, I thought maybe that it would make them, you know, speak about certain things, you know, um, not speak about certain things around me or not, you know, try to encourage me to talk about certain things or, you know, to do certain things or listen to certain things, you know, but that wasn't the case. And I remember the manager at this donut shop, you know, she was, you know, out in the world. She, um, she was like this sex addict, you know, uh, whatever she, all she talked about was pleasing her man and, you know, things like that. And I remember she would make fun of me saying things like, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you, you know, not getting laid and, you know, you lame for that. And, you know, who does that? And, you know, just saying all these type of things. And it didn't bother me because, you know, at that time I was used to people, you know, um, saying those things about me. And, I remember um, she she made the comment. She was saying, like, you know, at least you don't let a if you don't let a man please you, you need to learn how to start pleasing yourself. Because I know you have those urges. Like we all have, you know, um, monthly cycles, and you know, and during those times, you have those urges, and which I did, you know. But like I said, I didn't let those urges like overtake me in any way. You know, I would just, you know, go to sleep or, you know, find other things to do, you know, and to think about. And so I remember, um, you know, after, after work, she said, um, you know, she wanted us to ride with her to this store cause she didn't want to, um, um, go by herself because it was late at night. And I remember, um, the place that she took us to was me and another coworker. It was a sex shop. And y'all, I never been to one of those before. And uh, I was so shocked when we arrived and I realized, you know, what type of place it was. And I did not want to get out. And I remember she was, she said, she was like, well, okay, if you, if you don't get out and if somebody break in the car and snatch you out and grab you, it's not my fault because we was in, we was actually in the hood and, you know, I was afraid. So I, I got out of the car. I went into this store and they had everything, things that I didn't know they could possibly have and what they were being used for. Like I was shocked. And I remember she was just going all over the store. Hey, Brie, um, you know, this is this and this is use this on this area, this body part. And, you know, she was just, you know, giving me all these different names and giving me all these descriptions on these items. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is so sickening. Like, just get me out of here. And I remember she bought me a toy. 
Like she was so invested on me, you know, I guess being like her. So she actually spent money to get me a toy to use. And, you know, um, I, I took it and I didn't have any intentions on using it. It was just one day. Like I said, I let, you know, temptation just creep in one night, actually. And, you know, I, I pulled the toy out of the drawer and, you know, I used it. And, y'all, I felt so bad afterwards. I was like, this is just not right. And, you know, even though it wasn't right, I found myself um repeating the same thing you know every other month or, or so until it got to the point that I decided to just throw the thing away I was like I cannot be this way I cannot do this this is not right you know and even with throwing it away it didn't help because then I still had my hand you know or whatnot so you know I know y'all probably feel like this is too much information but y'all I'm being so open and honest with you guys and like I said it's only to help someone out there who have struggled with the same thing or you know is still struggling with something um and as far as you know lust but um yeah, so that was the thing, and like I said, um, I was doing it, like I said, it was wrong, I felt like it was wrong, I was being convicted by it left and right, but I just still felt like, you know, I couldn't stop, and, you know, like I said, years have, had rolled, you know, had went by, and, you know, like I said, again, you know, none of the thoughts came across my mind and as far as fornicating but like I said every now and then you know I would have like I said you know the urge to want to go to to one of those websites and so uh but yeah so um now that we we talked about you know the root and you know being exposed to to porn we talked about you know when it came back up and now let's just talk about how we can overcome it and i know like i said it may seem impossible for a lot of people but with god anything is possible and i know like i said it's so easy to say that oh you can overcome it by praying and fasting and listening to worship music and you know all of that that is true you know you need to do those things but I want to also share with you some practical things you can do that can also help you that also helped me as well um so um one of the things that um that I I do and I have done um the first thing I would say is finding a, an accountability partner um uh, that's been the best thing that ever happened um to me because you know I've shared you know with this person you know some information that I know I never told anybody uh, because like I said I was ashamed to admit that I had a problem so like I said I shared with this person that I had an addiction and um like I said this this person decided to you know be my accountability partner so anytime I'm feeling the urge to you know want to go on a website or do anything that I'm not supposed to be doing you know I shoot her a text or you can call that person or whatever you want to do and say hey you know I'm feeling a certain way you know can you pray and intercede for me or or can you just talk to me and offer me some encouragement you know or anything like that so that's the first thing I, I feel like will be helpful for a lot of people that's been dealing with this is to find someone that you can trust that can hold you accountable when you're you know tempting to go and you know 
do the wrong thing. So, um, yeah, that's the first thing that I would tell you to do. The second thing um, I would say, you know, is, again, finding out what triggers you. Well, I don't care if it's a certain time of day, it's a certain TV show, a certain type of music, whatever that you feel that triggers those those thoughts or those behaviors, get rid of it ASAP. And uh, I know it's maybe it may be hard, and you know you may like that TV show, you may like that certain type of music, but in order for you to combat this this thing, you have to do whatever it takes. And if it means, like I said, maybe you know getting internet, you know, off of your phone, installing uh, certain softwares on your TV or your cell phone or whatever, do that. You know, whatever you feel like is gonna help you, you know, and 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 hold you accountable. And you know, as far as softwares out there, you have Covenant Eyes. I know that's a popular, you know, um, software that a lot of people use. Um, it would. I think it would take like screenshots of um, your phone activity periodically. And I think it's only like $15 a month. Um, I think if you upgrade, it can um, put blocking softwares on there that will block out certain websites. Um, But yeah, if it means, you know, like I said, you know, investing in yourself by spending a certain amount of money, do whatever it takes. And for those, like I said, um, who don't have room to spend money, extra money right now with this pandemic. You, If you are an iPhone user, I don't know if Android have this or not, but um, you also have uh, um, these same features and restrictions on your iPhone. All you have to do is just go to your settings. At the top uh, of your settings, you can type in screen time. Once you're typing in screen time, you can click on it. Because I have this on my phone as well. Um, and I'm actually going through this as I speak. But, um, yeah, you, you click on screen time. You're going to go ahead and scroll down to where it says content and privacy restrictions. You're going to click on that. You're going to enable the content and privacy restrictions by swiping right. Once you do that, you're going to go to contact. No content restrictions. Okay, I'm sorry. Content restrictions. Once you click on that, you're going to scroll down to where it says web content. Click on web content. You're going to click on and check limit adult websites. Once you check that box, you're going to go down to where it says never allow. You have one option to always allow, and then you have another option to never allow. Click on Go down to never allow. It's gonna you're gonna have the option to add a website. You can add as many websites as you um, as you want, but you can only it's only like I said necessary to maybe add one website. And you can just say um, Pornhub.com. That's one of the most popular uh, porn websites websites out there. So if you just type in Pornhub.com and you go to your internet browser whatever browser you use and just type in the word porn it's gonna it's gonna uh have a pop-up message and that pop-up message is gonna say um you have restricted this website something to that nature or whatever so you don't have to uh, add a ton of websites you can add just one website with the word porn and it will restrict any um 
websites using that has that um the word porn on there and now what i don't like about it is very helpful but you still gotta have to have some self-control and willpower because although you put in that website or you're restric- um it's restricting you know you going to those sites it will still leave you the option to allow that website so you still gonna have to have some self-control to not click on allow website so, but yeah, if you want to save some money, like I said, you can, and you have an iPhone, you can restrict, restrict certain websites, um, using, um, the content and privacy restrictions feature, or like I said, you can, um, um, go on the internet and you can find other software, um, programs that you can get installed that will block out certain websites for you. So whatever it takes, like I said, do whatever you have to do. And um, another thing that I do is I go to the to the Bible and I find scriptures where it talks about lust and sexual impurity and sexual immorality and all of that good stuff. And I write down those scriptures on sticky notes and I just post them with all around my house. Like you can just post them on your uh, on your your bedroom door. You can post them on your mirror in the bathroom. You can post them on your fridge, on the door, your entry door, and wherever um, you can, depending on how many scriptures you have, just to have those simple reminders around you that can help influence you to keep going. I know it's hard, but just keep going, and um. Some of my favorite scriptures that I have around my house um, is 1 John 2, verse 16, and it reads, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Another scripture that I have is Galatians 6, verse 8. It reads, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Another scripture that I have is Colossians 3 and 5. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And um, like I said, the Bible has so many scriptures that talks about these things. I know Proverbs 6 has, um, yeah, Proverbs 6 talks about it. First uh, Peter, First um, Peter 4, I think, talks about it. But it's, um, the Bible has a lot of scriptures. Like I said, if you want to, just go and find as many as you possibly can you know write them down on sticky notes note cards or whatever the case may be and just like i said just post them around you or whatnot so another thing that you can do um is go on youtube they have a lot of i know we've been quarantined and even just being physically in a church a lot of pastors doesn't like to talk about these things because they're probably engaging in the same thing but um i know you can go on youtube i know um i listen to um michael todd his relationship series he shared some things on how he overcame lust I know Jerry Flowers. He's another pastor out there. You can find some of his content on YouTube where he talks about, you know, um, sex and, and, and lustful, lustful thoughts and behavior. He, too, dealt with some of the same things. 
And like I said, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of um, pastors out there, you know, and who share sermons with you that can help you, uh, like I said, um, deal with this. And last but not least, um, they have a ton of Bible plans out there on the Bible app. So if you don't have the Bible app already, um, download that. Um, they have a lot of, like I said, um, Bible plans that can help you overcome pornography, um, masturbation, um, fornication, um, whatever that you're struggling with. Um, like I said, you can find a Bible plan that talks about it. So that's something that's been helpful for me. Uh, there are a ton of books out there. Like, like I said, there's a bunch of resources out there that can help this. So just know that you're not doing this alone. You're not by yourself. You can, you know, overcome this addiction. You know, a lot of people struggle with it. Don't feel like you're the only one. A lot of people just choose not to talk about, talk about it. And it's a lot of people in the church that are struggling with this. So don't feel like you're less of a Christian and that you're not called and you're not worthy enough. You know, go to God and keep fighting. Even if you mess up, get back up. And the thing is, just never give up. Never just feel like you're so defeated and you can't, you know, get it right. Like with God, you, like I said, get up and, 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 and repent and just keep trying and take it one day at a time. You know, like I said, it's not going to be an overnight journey. It's something that, like I said, may take, you know, a week. It may take a few months. It may take years, but just don't give up. Just keep taking it one day at a time. Do whatever you need to do. I know, um, a guy, um, that I listened to a pastor actually that I listened to on YouTube. He said that, you know, when he, um, was dealing with, you know, pornography and masturbation, you know, his triggers would be late night. So, um, what he would do when he had certain urges or thoughts or whatever, he would get up and he would go to the gym and, you know, those of you who work out, you know, the gym will wear you out and you only have enough energy to just shower, you know, and and go to bed at night. And that's the, that's what, you know, helped him that I feel like can help a lot of people. So, you know, if the gym is open, I know right now, you know, we're quarantined and a lot of businesses are starting to open up. But, you know, if you have a gym and you're in your apartment complex or a gym, you know, close by that um, you can go to to help you run off, you know, some stress or whatever the case may be, you know, do that. Like I said, do whatever it takes. Like I said, whatever it takes for however long it takes you can get through this. So like I said, I hope this um, episode has been helpful for you. And like I said, we are in this together. Do not give up. Um, I'm praying for you. And like I said, you're going to overcome this and you're going to have a testimony that's going to save millions of people. So just stay encouraged and, and just keep fighting. I love you. Stay blessed until next time.